Hi everyone, and welcome back to your Take 30 News podcast. I'm Heather Harrison. I'm so glad you could join us here today. On the docket for today, we're going to talk to Jake Moore about the new music building and how it impacts students. Then later, Zachary Calhoun shares issues truck drivers may have when cruising and parking on campus. All of this and more right here, right now on your Take 30 News podcast. The new music building is now complete. I have Jake Moore here to tell us more about its impacts and benefits. Thank you so much, Jake, for agreeing to come on the podcast today. We're going to talk about the new music building. So first of all, just kind of talk about the new features and what you're looking forward to about this new building. Yeah, so it actually, before this building was, I guess, built, they had like three little separate music buildings and they were like really small and so they couldn't have like any large ensembles in there and all the music students i guess were like spread across those and then if they had like a class such as ear training or something like that where it's like a larger class they have to go like a classroom all across campus but now that they have this new music building it is all centralized and all the music students are in one place so and that's going to be a very good thing for them. They also have a bunch of practice rooms, which is before this, they were using their practice rooms in Rice Hall. So that that's like a dorm. Yeah, room, so. yeah. Yeah. And the sound and, quality is not very good in Rice Hall either. I've been in there and it's very echoey because uh, there's not yeah. a lot of stuff there. Yeah, that's another big thing, the practice rooms. They also have an auditorium, which is pretty nice. Because usually they would use like Lee Hall or McComas, but now they have their own kind of auditorium they can use for concerts and stuff. So I know faculty and students are very excited about that. Yeah, those sound like some great features, especially since everyone can practice all together. I didn't realize that the practices had to be kind of split up into different buildings. So how did that work with all, there's like 400 people in the band. How did it work getting together a practice in one central place before this building. Yeah, so the band actually has its own building. So for the band, it wasn't an issue, but for kind of, there's like smaller ensembles within the Department of Music, like there's brass quintets, woodwind ensembles, um, there was a tuba euphonium ensemble, and they, like these ensembles, they would kind of have to squeeze into this really tiny space and it would sometimes change because so many people had to rent out these ensembles or these rooms. So these ensembles had to go to like sometimes different places. It was just a lot of kind of chaos because one week you're here, the next week, oh, someone else rented this. We got to go somewhere else. But now, even if your room changes, it's still going to be in that music building. So that's still a central place for you to go and for they have a few rooms for all the ensembles to rehearse in. So it's it's a very good thing for the department. So Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure having practices scattered all about was not very helpful for students, especially if you're on one side of campus and then all of a sudden you have practice and it's on the other side of campus instead of right, kind of having your yeah. place in a central location. Is the main band going to continue to use their other building to practice in? Yes, so the famous maroon band, which is our marching band here at Mississippi State, they will continue to use the Sills Band Hall. And that has like, that's where the really large ensembles, like the concert bands perform. And then they have the field out back for the marching bands to rehearse and stuff. But yeah, like 
orchestra, um, some choirs, small ensembles, they'll all be in that music building. So they have their own space, whereas it was kind of cluttered between people were using the band hall and then they were using the three little music buildings. It's It was a big mess, but they kind of cleaned that up. And now the Department of Music has a very nice facility and it'll be a great thing for years to come. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you talked about um, they're having a theater in there where they can host performances and things like that. So are any performances coming up within the Department of Music? So I'm not sure about like within the next few like weeks or so. I know some of the ensembles, they, well, they used to kind of have like a performance with all of them, but I think they're kind of all doing their own thing now. I'm not quite sure when. I know the 2B Euphonium Ensemble is aiming for something in like October. Okay. But I'm not quite sure about any of the other ones, so. Yeah, I'm sure now that they have their own space, um, do you think that more ensembles or performances are going to happen? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I interviewed Dr. Blake Ryle. He's the lecturer of 2B Euphonium for the university. He thinks that it's going to be a great, like, place to bring in more kind of, I don't want to say national acts, but like, they'd be visiting faculty members from like different universities that want to perform and kind of like, or even host like conferences and stuff. So I think the new music building, that auditorium, that it's going to be a great thing for, I guess, bringing more people in to perform, which is always a good thing. Oh yeah. How long has the building been constructed? Cause I remember my freshman year, there was that gravel lot out there. And I think, mm-hmm. is that where the building is now? Yes. So they broke ground in the summer of 2020. It had been planned for a few years in advance, but they broke ground then. It just opened this semester. Yeah, everyone's getting used to it. Everyone kind of loves it. So it's. I have not talked to a single person who doesn't think it's an upgrade. That's so. great. Yeah, it's so yeah. great, especially since the Department of Music houses so many different groups, ensembles, and right. different types of people. Mm-hmm. It's important to have a big central space where you don't have to worry about where your practice is going to be held or if it's held at all. I'm sure um, some practices were probably canceled in the past because Rice 201 was full and they couldn't find anywhere else to go. Right. Mm-hmm. So have you been yeah, inside so. the building and been practicing in there at all? I have, yes. Um, the practice rooms are very nice. It's you can hear your sound very well in there. And I've had the opportunity to kind of rehearse in one of the, I don't want to say classrooms, but it's like a, I guess it's a small ensemble rehearsal space. I have the opportunity to practice in there. It also sounds really good, much better than the little, the older music buildings. Cause those are kind of like, they were not like the best for acoustics. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. So having a building dedicated to that and having rooms within that building with great acoustics. You can really hear your sound. It's very good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. It seems like this is a great opportunity for students to explore more assets of their musical talents and for faculty as well, just to have a place that they go to every day and they know that they're going to make some good music. Yeah, for sure. Um, Non-music majors cannot get in after five, I believe, but so from like nine to five, non-music majors can go in there, get a practice room, improve their practice, whatever they need to. And then after that, it's music majors only, but they still have a good time frame there from nine to five to kind of rehearse and get everything set. Is there any sort of appointment or scheduling if you want to come in and practice on your own? No, it's it's come and go for the practice rooms. If someone's in there, you can't use it. If someone isn't, go ahead. But if it's open, it's open. If it's not, 
it's not there's no like appointments you have to do online or anything so yeah that's very handy then that's great yes all right well thanks again i'm looking forward to seeing your vo all right yeah thank you thank you again to jake moore for coming on the podcast to talk about the new music building the building costs 21 million dollars to construct and it's 37,000 square feet it's located a little bit north of the band and choral rehearsal hall on hardy road Before we talk to Zachary, I have some quick hit news. So everyone knows this by now, but Queen Elizabeth II did pass away Thursday afternoon. She was in power for over 70 years, and her death is definitely felt around the world. I know for me, it was hard to go online Thursday and Friday without seeing reminders of her death or just news and people talking about it over and over and over again. But of course, we know her death was not the only piece of news to happen over the week. Over in Memphis, a shooter killed four people and injured nearly three others in an almost 24-hour ordeal. The police brought it to an end on Wednesday night, but those people unfortunately still were injured and passed away because of the shooter's actions. Over in Jackson, the water crisis is still going on. The Federal Emergency Management Agency is taking some actions in order to help. They're trying to increase the water pressure at the treatment plant because a chemical imbalance was found a few weeks ago due to all of the flooding and rain that Mississippi has been experiencing in the past few weeks. Residents are still in dire need of clean drinking water and over 150,000 people are having to buy bottled water. MSU dominated this weekend at the Lippy Invitational Volleyball Tournament, which is always great. This weekend, they're hosting the Maroon and White Invitational, and so we'll see what comes from that. And then, of course, last Saturday, MSU beat Memphis, the University of Memphis, in football, and then MSU defeated LA Tech and the University of South Alabama in soccer last week as well. So, it's very good to see that all of the Bulldogs are doing so well. Um, Hopefully, we'll continue this win streak. But now, let's sit down and talk to Zach. Hey, Zach. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. No problem. So today we have a fun little story about truck drivers on campus. So what inspired you to talk about people driving trucks on campus? Well, it really inspired me by just driving around in the any valid permit by the music buildings. There are so many times I'll drive by where I'll see a truck parked in between two little uh, parking spots. And for me, before I came to college, I actually drove a truck and coming to campus i was like i can't have a truck and i have a now two-door car that i can park that anywhere and have no problem going down circle yeah so what was kind of the thought process a truck is just too big for college purposes the it's it's too wide and honestly Starkville has very narrow streets it does a, a lot of like the two-lane streets i feel like it's almost like they're one lane Yes, it's uh, North Nash Street. It has to be one of the worst. Mm-hmm. It is so that narrow. Is true. Okay, so um, talking to these truck drivers, uh, why did they choose to drive a truck on campus? What do they like about driving a truck? Most of them, they really, they enjoyed being able to haul things, which I would hope so. <laughs> uh, some of them did talk about uh, enjoying to tailgate and just... Uh, the versatility of the truck, I think, is what they really, really preferred in having it. But how practical is it for day-to-day stuff? Did they talk about just how it helps them on a daily basis? Or it's just like, if I have to haul something, you know, this is a great way to haul stuff. It was more uh, hypothetical. 
because I did have many talk about how, you know, gas prices really affect them yeah. and all the short driving. And uh, they're, in my story, I mentioned about how they're paying up to $80 a week in gas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Day to day, I don't think they actually use the functionality of the truck as it's intended. Yeah. So since gas prices are so high, do you think that truck drivers are probably trying to carpool with other people who drive a Prius or something or I, save up a money somehow? Ex- my interview said the that exact thing. He would, would uh, call his friends that had cars and would just beg and plead for them to come drive him everywhere. Yeah, and the whole point of having your own vehicle so that you can drive yourself, so that kind of is interesting. Exactly. So you talked to people who just drove normal cars. What did they think about truck drivers on campus? I mean, they weren't like they weren't going to hate on them, obviously, but they were. Uh, they, they weren't very uh, happy with the parking situation like I was describing earlier where they'll just park in the middle of the road and just take up more room than they needed to. In my package, I had uh, an actual clip of a car popping over a curb because there was a truck coming in way too fast around the curve. Oh, my and gosh. And that was exactly what the girl was talking about. Mm-hmm. It was props like that. Yeah, so especially in any valid permit lots where it's kind of like make your own spot, do you think that truck drivers are often squeezing into spots that are too small and maybe crowding in other drivers? I mean, it honestly goes both ways because I did find uh, a few cars that honestly blocked in the trucks more than the truck blocked in them. But yeah, for the most part, uh, especially in the Indy Valid where it's not marked, uh, they, they're just squeezing in where they can and probably just get out and run to class and don't even worry about the other people that are trying to park. Yeah, for real. It's really like trying to fight for the death out there getting a parking spot. Very much. What else about trucks? What can we talk about? I will say that they are very protective of their trucks. I did get cussed out for being near somebody's truck because I did not know that somebody was in the truck and I was just recording it for b-roll and he was not happy okay so they're not happy if you record their truck but i thought the truck was like their prized possession so would they want that on film maybe not i guess i think honestly i kind of look like the parking services because i was recording a lot of bad driving and bad parking (laughs) just sitting there taking notes for parking services that would be so funny so i guess all in all would you recommend driving a truck on a college campus or would you say that cars are probably for the best I mean, me personally, like I've already said, I had a truck and I switched to a car and I know a lot of my friends drive trucks and they're constantly filling up and spending, you know, $80 a week. I haven't filled up in two weeks now. And whenever I fill up my car all the way, it's $30. Wow. So definitely car. I have seen times where uh, I would drive back and forth from campus hauling equipment in when I'm doing projects. But other than that, I very much prefer the car. Oh, yeah, for sure. In my opinion, it's like if you're not hauling stuff on a daily or a weekly basis, then I don't really see a need for it, especially since they're often more expensive, too, with the newer models that can be all flashy and whatnot. Not that regular cars are not flashy or can be, but still, it seems like it's very expensive to kind of keep up with the truck over time. Yeah, the uh, average monthly payment it for a truck is around $800. Oof. Don't like the sound of that. Not at all. Okay, well, I think that is all I have to say about trucks. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? 
I mean, just don't get near people's trucks, honestly. But no, that's that's basically it. Yep, I guess the lesson is don't film too close to a truck or people might think that you're parking services. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever had a problem with filming, but hopefully it'll be the last. Yep. Thanks again to Zachary Calhoun for coming on the show to talk about some truck driving woes. As for me, I don't know if it's worth it to drive a truck on campus, but it might be for you personally. If Especially, I feel like animal and dairy science people or wildlife management, if y'all are going out to different places, you need to bring a lot of equipment, that could be very handy. Forestry majors, things like that. But as for me and my communication major, I'll stick with my Camry. Before we end this episode, I wanted to tell you guys about some events happening on campus this week that you may be interested in going to. It's the Black Student Association Week on campus from September 11th to September 17th. They started with a soul food Sunday on the 11th. They'll have a dunking booth. They'll have a healthy dogs table. They'll have involvement ambassadors tabling, pie and exec and field day, and much more. You can find the Black Student Association on Instagram at BSA underscore MS State. The Division of Diversity, Access, and Inclusion is also having multiple panels throughout the fall semester. They're doing a student diversity education series. They're starting off with Words Are Powerful on September 14th. They'll also have Promoting Diversity and Inclusion in Your Student Organizations on September 22nd. You can find out more on at Students on Instagram. And I think that just about wraps up everything that we have to talk about here today. Make sure you follow Take 30 News on social media at Take 30 News. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Also, make sure to come back next week and tune into the podcast. We'll be back here on Monday. If you miss our live show this week, don't worry. We'll be back next week again on Friday at 4 p.m. You can find us on MSU TV and also on Facebook Live or on our YouTube page, Take 30 News. I'm so glad all of you could join me here today for our first podcast episode of the year. It's going to be a great time, and I hope that you guys have enjoyed it so far. I'll talk to you guys next time, but until then, stay safe, and I hope you guys have a great week. Bye!